Greetings, magnificent souls to the Lily Bewley podcast, where we have open and honest discussions about ourselves. This is your host, Lily Bewley, and I'm honored to have conversations here with thought leaders, visionaries, healers, and even solo conversations with myself about things I am currently reflecting on. This is a place where we break down, break away, and break through our emotional trauma, allowing ourselves to be healthy, be happy, and live a peaceful life. We are tired of being sick and tired. We are tired, but we are not giving up. We know that there is something magnificent inside of us. And because we are fighting daily, hourly, and by the minute, fighting ourselves, our jobs, our unhappiness, we have to do things differently. We have to break the cycle. We don't have a million chances. We have to be happy now. We have to find a way. So how do we do that? How is that possible? If you look around at what society is telling you, they tell you that what we're doing is impossible. Yet it's happening every single day. And it's happening through the practice and the love that we call awakening the magnificent soul. We are all magnificent souls, and these are our stories of healing. Today in episode 122, a solo episode today about how your invisibility cloak is your biggest asset. Don't forget to let me know your thoughts about this episode or anything you would like me to cover on future podcasts at epiphanyvault.com. Com. Remember, it is a safe place and I would welcome the discussion. And also a request, if you are enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, share, and review so we can get the word out to more and more souls who want to heal. So today I wanted to talk about the feeling of being invisible, that feeling of not being seen, not being heard, not being understood. I want to say before we start that I know this feeling really, really well. I think of this feeling of invisibility as this like frozen wasteland inside of us. Don't worry, this gets better, hopefully. <laughs> it's like a frozen heart, barren, deserted, forgotten about. And many times we feel like that we are there alone. Um, I remember times when I tried to talk um, to people that should have been safe and maybe weren't trying to talk about my feelings and about being sad, but they just really couldn't hold that space for me. And so it made me feel even more invisible. And we'll talk more about that today. I think that a deep, deep, deep part of us knows that it's only people that we love and that we trust that are going to help us unfreeze, that are going to bring life back to us and to our heart. You know, and that's the hard part is how did, how do we choose who to, to open up to, who to help us and who to not, who to let in and who to not, even if it's our family. I've talked a lot about my journey with my family here um, on the show and you know, there have been so many, so many, 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 many scientific studies about how important connection and emotional safety is to our overall well being. So, if we are in this place where we feel like we're frozen, um, we, you know, feel stuck for lack of a better term, and maybe we feel invisible, 
again, there's a deep part of us that really understands biologically how important safe people are. And when we are safe physically and emotionally with others, what happens is, is we start to feel safe within ourselves. One of my teachers calls this um, co-regulation between others leads to self-regulation within, within self. And that has been completely true for me in my journey. It's such a conundrum and it's such a balance that's been proven over and over and over again to be true. This idea of co-regulation and self-regulation. And when I look back to see how invisibility has applied to me in my life, here's the kicker. I think that I used visibility to be invisible. So let that sink in. Here's what I mean. The outside version of me, like the old Lily, Lily, the outside version of me, the happy-go-lucky, have it all together, achieving big goals, making things happen, was the only way that I could feel visible and important and loved. It's where I got my self-worth. It's where I got my self-love. And I realize now is that what I call, I call that part of me that part that I just spoke about, the part that always was doing things to, to make people happy or doing things to achieve or doing things for validation, I call that part of me the performer, the performer part of me. And that part of me was really good at everything. You know, jack of all trades, master of none. She knew how to make people laugh. She knew how to get enough attention to fill up her love tank, just enough to keep going, but not letting people too close. Their performer part of me is, and will always be very strong. You know, this, this part of me has been honed for decades. She's been re reinforced for decades uh, by validation, by outside affirmation, by attention, by trophies, by straight A's, all of the things. And this part actually is what I believe is the part that fuels most celebrity, for example, and achievement, maybe in business and job. And the problem is, is our performer parts are only a conditioned part of us. This will be hard to grasp for some people listening, but our true self and highest self is awesome and good enough just as she is. But what happens over time is that these performer parts, you know, whatever name, this is a name that I give it for myself, but think about what, what this, this is for you. They were formed when we were very young from circumstances that we remember or some even circumstances that we don't. But at some point, that part of us basically said, I have to take over and I have to perform. I have to receive these affirmations. I have to receive this validation or I won't be loved or I have to take over or I might die, right? Very deep, but very true. And that part grew. When that, when that seed was planted and it started to, to, to get the results that it wanted, which is little bits of affirmation, little bits of love, little bits of um, 
of what it was seeking life, I guess. Right. That part grew and everyone loved that part. And that's the, that's so hard. Everyone wanted to see that part. And for me, as time went on, you know, as I got into my, my twenties and my thirties, and I started to have kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, failure after failure in job and relationship, I started to feel like a failure in all of those things and jobs, relationships, even though on the outside, it looked like I was doing okay. It looked like I was doing more than okay. It looked like I was achieving my dreams, but really what that performer part of me was really masking was a deeper part of me, a layer or maybe 10 layers deeper that felt deeply invisible. And that's what I mean when I say my visibility helped me be invisible. So that deeper part of me was a part of of me that really didn't know how to survive in these environments that I was in. And so the performer part of me came in and it saved the day and it was great for a while. It served its purpose. But when it came to, to real life and getting fulfillment and dating and love and family and friendships and jobs and money, that deeper, the deeper part of me that really wanted love, that really wanted connection for who she was at her core, she felt lost and alone and confused. And really, you know, she just wanted to run away and hide because trying not to be invisible, you know, trying to be who she was and asking for support, asking for what she needed and what she wanted was too hard. She didn't know how. It was disappointing and, and frustrating. That part was, has always been, and this, this will probably be a theme throughout my life, but I've learned how to understand it and talk to that part. But that part was always disappointed by people. And that's the part that I want to talk about today. I honestly think that successful women or really people for that matter, feeling that this feeling of invisibility and being invisible for who you are at your core is an unidentified and unstudied, this is not scientifically proven or has been studied at all, but I do think it's an unidentified epidemic, especially in Western culture, because we reward all of the achievement. We reward all of the validation. We reward all the likes. We reward all of the attention. So what happens, you know, when we feel invisible in relationships and dating, what I've seen through my study of myself and also my clients is that people pleasing happens, being overly nice happens, being overly pleasant happens, self-sacrificing happens, uh, prioritizing others, you know, even God, family, kids before us, self-sacrificing happens not knowing what we need or want from ourselves and from others. You know, I, I went through a period of time where I had no idea how to identify what I needed. And that was a skill that I had to learn. And at times when we see these patterns, it's the behaviors themselves that make us feel invisible, right? So it's the behaviors of not speaking up when we get triggered. 
It's the behaviors of not saying no, not saying no, or not saying yes when we mean no, or no when we mean yes. My brain got all jumbled for a second, but essentially is not being aligned with what we, what we want and who we are at our core and our behaviors and, and our actions and our thoughts on the outside, right? So it's a very dysregulating feeling, but it's really, really hard to stop them. And here's why I think that your invisibility cloak is your biggest asset. So there's good news. And I have seen it time and time and time again in my life and in others. Your pain, if you are feeling at all touched by, by this, the ramblings of me today, listen to this. Your pain can transform into your purpose. I've seen it. I've done it. So for me... I've learned that the skills that I've acquired over decades of being in these, this kind of emotional pain have actually become the skills that help me have impact, have actually become the skills that help me have epic love, have actually become the skills that, ha- that, that allow me to have the most fulfilling friendships and relationships that I've ever had in my life, in my life. So your invisibility can become your biggest asset if we learn what's going on inside of you. What is that performer part protecting you from? What is it protecting you from a younger part of you that never really felt loved, right? So we have to come into contact with this within ourselves, within our, our, um, our, the, the family, you know, I don't know if you all are familiar with internal family systems. We talked about it here with Dr. Frank Anderson on the show, go back and listen to that episode. Cause it's amazing, but right. We have all of these different parts within ourselves and they actually serve a really, really great function that makes a lot of sense. So that the invisibility that you're feeling right now, if you're out there dating, if you're out there in relationships, even if you are in a relationship right now, a romantic relationship, and you feel like you're not seen, you're not heard. Most oftentimes the things that we complain about, about other people are things that are really happening within inside ourselves. So look at that. How are you relating to feeling invisible? For me, it was the performer. The performer part of me will always be really strong. And even today, you know, in my business, in my speaking, in my, even in this space, in the podcast, that performer part of me does get triggered often, but you are hearing today as you're listening to my voice, the true core essence part of me. And it's not really about that. I don't care what comes through or how perfect I am or how in control I am or how many ums I say, or whatever. Um, But I've allowed that performer part of me to be an asset, right? Instead of a, um, I'm losing my words, dissociation kicking in, instead of of something that's going to hold me back or block me from this epic love, this beautiful grounding self-love and self-energy that I have. So I hope that helps today. And The last thing I'll say about this is that if you are feeling invisible, just realize that it's really just a 
a, a part of you, a, probably a very wounded younger part of you that is really reaching out for connection. And instead of, of giving the power of the connection to other people or other things or other addictions or other food, alcohol, whatever it is, try reaching for it within yourself and see what happens. If you get a block, that's probably your performer saying, maybe it's not safe right now. So just say what's up to that part, bring it in, bring it in for a hug and say, you're welcome here. Thank you for doing your job. You did an amazing job through all of this time. Let's see if we can move forward. Let's see if you can become my biggest asset. It's possible. I hope that helped y'all today. You're amazing. Thank you for being here every Wednesday and listening to my voice. Don't forget to drop in on the, at the Epiphany Vault with questions. DM me on Instagram. I'm here to support you, support your impact, support your purpose, support your love, your relationships, your fulfillment, because it is possible. You follow me since 2018. So you know, what's up, you know, it's possible. Uh, a few announcements before we close out today. One is uh, don't forget to take the feminine dating archetype quiz. I'll put the link in the show notes that is going to show you your blocks to love. It's going to show you your path towards uh, your true love match. Even if you are in a relationship, it would, it will serve you with some, some really unique insight that I have come to, um, come to know in my life. And then also in, um, my clients' lives, hundreds of coaching hours later. So that will serve for you for sure. Um, one other thing is I am opening a program soon date to be determined, but if you want to call in your epic love relationships, if you want to be good at relationships, if you want dating to be fun instead of stressful, it is possible. I'm opening a five month program starting actually, I don't know when it's going to start yet, to be honest, but I'm putting it out there for the wait list for people that feel aligned to come forward, put your name on the first to know wait list and um, do that by DMing me on Instagram and you'll be the first to know. It'll be limited spots as well. Lastly, my loves, if none of those have served you, that's okay. What I am asking is if you do enjoy the show, please support the show. Um, you do have the ability to support the show with um, a $1 a month donation, $5 a month donation, or $10 a month donation. And that goes to all of our production costs here from my team and I, the time that I spend preparing for amazing shows, amazing guests, and really an energy exchange for uh, this container and this space that we have created together. So don't forget to support the show by clicking the links in the comments or excuse me, the link in the show notes. And I will gladly and greatly receive your support because I love you and I'm so happy you're here. Don't forget, we're loved. I'm sending love and healing and energy straight to your heart. Let it fill, let it fill the warmth of my heart to yours. I'll see you next time.